the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's hour two already, and we are back at 6.06 on this glorious fall evening here in the Mile High City. Let's uh, check in and see if it, things hold as usual. Yep, 60, 72 degrees here in Aurora, 74 degrees over there in hell. It is always hotter in hell, otherwise known as Denver, Colorado. And Alexa shares a text or a tweet, I guess. Let's see. Now, why did that stop? Come here now. There it goes. Huh. All right. Who's messing with my pewter? Anyway, it's a tweet, and it says, now it's going the other way. Wow. Wow, Blake. I, this is this is interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> Here it is. From Fox 31 Denver, a Denver dog becomes ill, tests positive for meth after a walk, after a walk in Denver. Now, a walk in Rhino. What neighborhood is Rhino? Do you have any idea, Blake, what, what neighborhood that is in Denver? Rhino? Yeah. River North. River North, okay. Wow. Mr. Contemporaneous over there. Very cool. Watch out, world. <laughs> and there's somebody... Wrote, pretty sure that dog was tossing salads for Tweak at Cheeseman Park last weekend. Heard it from a friend. And Alexis comment, everything going to hell under Biden now. Even the dogs are ingesting drugs. Perfect example of what, yeah, yeah, the safe injection sites will do to our city. Absolutely true on that. And then in the, before we go to Ron, the, by the way, we do have a line open at 303-696-1971. Keep them coming if you'd like. I've got plenty to do, though. I want to talk about, I want to share with you this Bill Maher monologue, probably the best monologue going in the last week or two. And it's to our kids, don't go to college from hard left-wing comedian Bill Maher. Um, but it's really, really good. And if you've been feeling at all uneasy about where we are, you know, as a nation, the world on the precipice, just shrinking our ability to defend ourselves, our energy independence, all of those things. And you just wonder how we get through the next year and a half, almost year and a half to the end of this nightmare known as creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Biden administration. I just want you to feel better. Just kick back, ah, take a deep breath, and feel reassured. I think our President Joe Biden is uniquely qualified and skilled to do the work that must be done by American leadership to stand um, with our friend Israel and to speak to the importance of the protection of civilians and to speak about the importance of recognizing that Israelis and Palestinians all deserve um, to, to live in a safe environment and to be able to exercise self, self-determination. I just feel like Kamala was probably hanging around the hookah just a little too long. 
and she really didn't feel like she was uh, certain about Joe Biden being uniquely qualified for this time and place in world history. And have you, what a weird, weird person she is. Just the strangest human being from cackling laugh to nonsensical repetition, repetitious nonsense. It goes on and on and on and on. And then last thing before we go to the phones, just from the, you need to know just because it's good to know. Um, Blake told me during the break that Greta Thunberg under arrest in Le- in London. I love it. And, you know, she gets re- arrested for publicity. I mean, we understand how it all works. She's a little showman with that angry, t- tight, twisted little face, that cold blood running through her. I mean, can you imagine what it might be like to, I don't know, actually bump into her skin or something? Oh, God, is it reptilian under there? I don't know. Definitely reptilian brain going on. And she called out Israel, by the way. She backs Palestinians in Gaza. Um, Some of the comments she made led an Israeli army spokesperson to respond, whoever identifies with Greta in any way in the future, in my view, is a terrorist supporter. How can these people, any people, even the most radical of leftists, now I get, you know, Elon Omar, we'll hear from her before the show is over tonight, just crazed uh, but but we know where she stands. She's she's as anti-American as they can get. The fact that she's elected to Congress is is an assault and an affront and an embarrassment. But Thunberg said uh, she sent out a message supporting Palestinians and endorsed a comment on her Instagram from a German-based pro-Palestinian account, which says that genocide genocide is happening in Gaza. They haven't even gone in yet. They're defending themselves on the border. Israel is defending itself. Now, they're amassing troops. I'm sure but for creepy, sleepy Joe Biden, they would have already gone in before before Hamas has a chance to reassemble, rearm, reorganize, regroup, redig, rebooby trap, all of those things that every passing minute allows them the opportunity to do. Israel was ready to go days ago, and then Biden showed up. And, of course, Israel. I'm, this, this bothered me, by the way, on this APAC call. This APAC call that I was on, a Zoom call where I told you in the first hour just the heart-wrenching stories of people watching loved ones on FaceTime in the midst of the terrorist attacks into their homes. My God, can you imagine these people running rampant into your homes? homes. But I, I, I decided not to, in fact, I was kind of multitasking, so I didn't, I really wasn't in a position to go live and ask this question, but I put this question into the chat and I, and I think I was identified on this call as a Republican national committee man. So not just, um, somebody just, just sitting and watching, but somebody who is politically activated, who has a role in, in, at a very small level in politics. And I said, you know, it concerns me that our president and his administration is actually running interference, is actually causing Israel to hold back, is is actually insist and providing money, providing money. Oh, no, our, the money that we provide is only going to go for humanitarian purposes because Hamas says so. We have an agreement with them. 
And I, I just wanted to see if these folks who were really touting the support, thank God, for the unilateral support of the American president in the United States, when you know that that's not true, his own State Department tweeted out right away cautionary tales to Israel to not, you know, per, to not pursue death in the Gaza Strip. And they've been forced to sit there, to sit there. Wasting time and giving Hamas the opportunity to to arm back up. It's oh, it is very very frustrating. All right, we did promise more calls, so let's go to Ron in Conifer. Ron, welcome back to the show. Hi, um, I was uh, surprised. Were you when uh, Sidney Powell entered guilty plea? Yeah, yeah, terribly surprised, and I I don't have much detail on it yet. I haven't read the terms of the plea. Well, so what, you get five years of probation. Six no, years, six years. Six years, okay. Yeah. No, well, then you know, you do know the details. Well, but and, uh, what I meant was the specific crimes and the factual predicates oh, for those no, crimes that, that she yeah, pled yeah. to, yeah. She's got a small fine, what was it, $6,000. She's got six years of probation. She has to write an apology letter to the people of Georgia, I guess. <laughs> and then she has to agree to testify truthfully. And so the left is running with that. Oh, my God, Trump's inner circle. is. She's going to be forced to testify, and now we're going to get to the truth about what really happened. The truth about what really happened is people pursued constitutional mechanisms to challenge an election that they dispute something that democrats have tried to do over and over and over and over so uh, you know i'm not terrified about the testimony part i don't think it helps as much as they think it does and my speculation ron and i haven't talked to sydney powell since you know really kind of the heat of all of that um haven't had her on the show in quite a while i i did see her in court at one of the uh, Eric Coomer of Dominion defamation lawsuits. So we had some conversations there. Um, but my speculation is she knows how stacked the deck is. You know, this is this is Fannie Willis and this is yeah. a, this is a Democrat, uh, likely Democrat leaning jury and very, very hard to get a fair trial by not running the risk of being convicted of a felony. She can hang on to her law license, continue to live, make a living, continue to, um, you know, do what she has done in the past. I don't know any of it. I'm just speculating. But it it was a grave disappointment because some of these trials need to happen. Evidence does need to come out. She fought him down in Texas successfully, as I recall. Well, that was for her bar license. Yeah, that, right. Yeah. So I mean, so uh, I was just surprised. And, uh, I mean, what she going to say? I mean, she was the one that was doing, was receiving all the information. Trump wasn't handing it to her. What was she going to He wasn't manufacturing anything that she was going to use. Yeah, I mean, it, to, to the, the idea that these inner circle people, you know, unless they're the lying, two-faced backstabbers that we've heard, um, like that one woman, I can't think of her name, who was uh, in the inner circle in communications or something, wrote a book that's all been debunked. and um, But he was the recipient of information. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, you're 100% right. So, oh, God, watching this play out, it's, it's like scratching your fingernails on a chalkboard um, as slowly and as deeply and as harshly as possible.
I, I have never, for some reason, I've never seen her on television or seen a picture of her. I don't know. What, did she, I mean, what did she, I guess she's 60-something years old, isn't she? Sydney Powell? Yeah. Yeah, she's probably in her 60s. I mean, she's a very vital 60s. I can look it up here while we're talking before my computer dies since I failed to bring its charger. Let's see. She's Yeah, she's 68. So that I'm, that surprises me. She is a very serious, stout 68. I mean, she is tough as nails. So I, I wish I'd love to be a fly on the wall. I wish I knew something more about what really happened there. But just overall, my impression absolutely very disappointed but yeah people... and the other one that pleaded guilty was some other lawyer whose name i had never heard of you there was another there was a guy i think they also just didn't there is about to enter a guilty plea one or the other yeah there's another ken the two of them sydney and ken i'm trying to think of his last name ken 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 oh gosh it'll come to me i think but they are the two of them are the two that demanded a speedy trial. And so their case was moving quickly toward a trial. And um, and people are speculating that the other guy will enter a plea as well. And listen, you could understand it. I mean, look at at the jail sentences that J6ers have gotten, 20 and 25 years. How much will someone who's convicted of... You know, uh, what the media always says, usurp, subvert the election, not challenge legally, not actually get, you know, send it back to the states, let them do some of their own homework. It's subvert. It's to, you know, demand to remain in power. It's insanity. But if you're facing 10 or 15 or 20 years in prison at 68 and you know how the deck is stacked, what the political environment is, and they offer you a chance to keep your law license and stay out of jail. Yeah, that that would be hard. That might be hard to avoid. Well, and by the way, separate uh, subject, but the the um, all these people that invaded, I guess you would say the uh, the, uh, the Congress recently uh, in the yeah, uh, and they're not going to get twenty year sentences. Yeah, I mean, it just sort of died away. The story just, you know, nobody's keeping track of it as far as I can tell anymore. Story has completely, they, they disrupted government operations. Yeah. That's one of the big new ones now. And it's not, not peaceful protest. It's disrupting government. Yeah, yeah it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> um, there's another guy that I met, I think it was at CPAC sometime within this year, named Owen Schroyer. And um, he's a young young man in his 20s. And he was facing 10, 15, 20 years in federal prison. And he, he told us at CPAC, uh, and he, I think he was there as a guard. I may be confusing him with somebody else, so I apologize if that's the, if that's the story. But um, the person I'm remembering was there to, as a bodyguard for somebody else and was charged. Uh, in his mind, did nothing wrong. And I understand he was just sentenced to federal prison for like five years. So, but he, he refused to take a plea. And I guess went to trial and man, oh man, God, the, the courage it would take if you are facing that kind of a decision. Uh, well, I'll tell you one guy that would have uh, had the courage to do that. And I he, he became a talker. He went to jail. He was a, one of the Nixon people. And uh, what, I, what is his name? He's a little guy, you know, he's a, uh, he's, he's exceptional. He was, you know, he would, 
subject himself to unbelievable pain just to show how tough he was or, you know, to toughen himself up. Yeah. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? I do. I can't, just can't think of it. It starts with an O. I just can't think of his name yet. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, he would have. He, you know, he, you want to put me in jail? Not because I thought that's what that was his attitude. Yeah, yeah. What the heck was his name? Um, oh. <laughs> I can't remember. God, he, I think he's dead now. Isn't no, he? I don't think so. No, um, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll get it. I'll have it on the other side. We're we're past the break anyway. Okay. So, Ron, any? I mean. Uh, what do you think? I guess we didn't hear your opinion about Sidney Powell's. Plan. Well, I was I was disappointed because yeah. she's. But the thing is, you know, you've got you got this local woman, uh, the, the lawyer who you, she told the spring, you know, the Colorado Supreme Court. She says, "Oh yeah, I lied," you know, and then she then, then she later you know made statements saying, "Well, I just that's what they required me to say, so I could get." No, about of Jen Ellis. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about yeah. there, and and so I don't know. Is she charged in Georgia? Or in, or in one of those cases? I am not sure. I'm not. G. Gordon Liddy is who you were talking about. Yes, Gordon yeah. Liddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't, uh, I, I I mean, considering how how far she has gone to fight the system on her own behalf and on behalf of uh, Quinn, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just surprised that she would do that, but uh, you but know. but you're 68. You got a free pass for a small amount yeah. versus a trial where the deck is stacked entirely against you. I mean, that's again pure speculation on my part. And maybe you know we may get to the end of this thing, and the left is right, and there's some smoking gun, and this was all fabricated and manufactured. Um, but I, I still don't have anybody, well, you know, on this station or anywhere else that wants to sit down and actually talk about particular election fraud issues or or any of it. So, well, you know, you, what are you, you going to do? You and are the only ones left. Yeah. <laughs> they will acknowledge it. I mean, everybody else is just, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Or, or in case of Boyle's, well, you know. We, All right, we now. Stop, we stop, we stop, Ron. We're not. We can't, we can't discuss it. But, I mean, Ron. You know, he's, he's the, the other extreme. And, yeah. And, and and these people, I mean, they're just, I mean, look, the, the most obvious, I don't believe in coincidence, but when you have, is it, if it, correct me if I'm wrong, but as I recall, five key cities in five key states all shut down their vote, their counting in the middle of the night, and when they resumed counting, everything was flip-flopped in favor of Biden. Am I wrong on that? Or kind, of, kind of an odd thing. And if you go deeper into it and look at the uh, the way that, you know, the computer, the forensic computer analysts and stuff map it. Yeah. You, you see these sort of identical patterns and drops, and yeah. and and you know that's stuff that's way above my pay grade. But uh, I certainly understand when a Georgia election center claims that there's a water emergency yeah. and evacuates all the Republicans, and it turns out there was a leaky toilet. Yeah, right. And then we have video of boxes or you know briefcase yeah. suitcases yeah, being rolled out under tables and but there's nothing to see here ron i don't understand why you can't get that through your thick head <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> well like, like i say i just don't believe in coincidence and mm-hmm. here you have coincidence after coincidence after coincidence of you know shutting down the vote count while they're trying to figure out how many votes they need to, to overcome trump's lead and then they come back oh yeah everything's flip-flop now and here's the thing that I always love to remind people of, because uh, regardless of what you believe about 2020, 
to the people who say, you know, Trump couldn't possibly win another election. Um, and, and, you know, think that the popular vote, if you believe the numbers, 81 million, you know, Biden, millions more votes <laughs> than Trump. Even if you believe that nonsense, in the electoral college count, Donald Trump lost by and there's different ways to count it, but between 24 and 44,000 votes right. out of millions and, you know, almost two, well, 170 million votes, if you believe the numbers, 40,000 votes in just the right places. Yeah. But, Ron, yeah. that's not a coincidence. Come on. That's what I mean. I, I, I know. And by the way, in regard to the 81 million votes, I'm sure you recall uh, uh, Kerry Lake's comment on that, right? 81 million votes, my ass. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I like her a lot. Hey, are you going to come see her? I doubt it, but I mean, I... Oh, Ron, come down, man. Well, uh, it's, we'll see. It's so worth it. Callogop.org. It's going to be a blast. Okay. Yep. We'll November see. 4th. And, and where, uh, where is that? It's in Loveland at the Embassy Suites, but it's Colorado GOP. If you can't remember the website, just look up the Colorado GOP website. Yeah. It pops up first, the Centennial Dinner, two weeks from tonight. So I won't be here. And uh, and but we're going to be with Carrie Lake, man. Come on down. But she but she's uh, she handles the press very well. I've never seen anybody do it better, ever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and she's she's pretty smooth. I mean, she has a few things that she she needs a little help grammatically with a few things. But well, I'm glad I I'm glad I ain't got that problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, okay. I tell you what, you want you want one free suggestion for for me? Sure, why if not? If you get if you get this, I hate to do it on the air, but anyway, I, uh -huh. it, it, uh, if you get this right, you will be the only talker that I know of. Besides Levin, okay. who gets it right, okay. and he doesn't always get it right, but usually, <laughs> the word media. If you insist on using media to mean the reporters that work for the media, at least recognize that the word media is the plural of medium, and it needs a plural verb. And it's not the media is there, was there. It's are or were there. Huh? And it's the plural of medium. That's I mean, true. Television is a medium. Radio is a medium. Print is a medium, and you know, etc. And uh, and so, if you get that right, uh, it'll be a you know, you'll be one of only two talkers within my knowledge to get that right. So, do you uh, do you get disturbed when you hear me talk about the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine? No. Okay. Because we're that, talking that, that, plural. That's, 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 that that's right. So it's, but if you say the media, if, if, yeah, if, if you know, if you, I would say the reporters are there. But if you insist on saying media to mean the reporters that work for the various media, at least recognize that the word media is plural. Yeah, you need to say something like the broadcasting medium. The reporters from the broadcasting medium are there. I get no, it. No, the, 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 the various broadcasting media, but there's, I mean, there's, there's, the tele, there's television, there's radio, there's press, and, you know, I don't know, is there anything else? But... The thing is, what the people always say is, I, I never get over this, they say, the media was there, Yeah. singular verb, and then they say, it. they were asking questions. I mean, so they go from a singular verb in the same breath to a plural pronoun. I mean, I don't get it. Love you, Ron. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. I wonder how many people turned off their radios to go watch, you know, paint dry in the basement or something. 
after that grammar lesson. But it was interesting. I mean, it's very easy to get sloppy with words. So Ron's right. And I don't care. It's 629. Stay with us. 303-696-1971. Ron's line is open. I still got a bunch of stuff I want to share with you. And we're going to we're going to start squeezing it in here when we come back on 710 KNUS. The last one of our sort of Beatles direction, not exactly a tribute. We did Paul and Linda McCartney, Monkberry Moon Delight, and John Lennon's Beautiful, Beautiful Boy, sort of in honor of the birth of my fifth grandchild, fourth, first granddaughter. And uh, and that, of course, was Ringo Starr from 1971. But welcome back. 303-696-1971 is our number. 303-696-1971. A couple of things I plan to do tonight. Uh, Bill Maher, the comedian on HBO, left-wing radical, who has really, I mean, last year he was, I was playing clips from some of his monologues fairly regularly. Uh, he was really going after the left, and it's heartening. It's heartening when that happens because, you know, that's where a lot of these folks really get influenced. They turn into these comedy shows, these late-night shows. And they believe Bill Maher. And so when he comes out with a, man, about an eight-minute monologue, the title of which is Don't Go to College, that is pretty darn cool. And I want to play, I'm going to try and play every minute of that for you uh, before this show is over tonight. Incredible article in the, um, oh, what the heck's the name of the website, the post-millennial Post-millennial, I kept, my mind kept saying the open something, open millennial, but it's the post-millennial, I'm pretty sure. Um, great place to go. And they are reporting that the case surrounding George Floyd has taken another shocking turn. Shocking turn. His sworn testimony reveals that not only was there immense pressure on prosecutors to charge during the George Floyd case, but that the county's medical examiner also stated that there, quote, were no medical indications of asphyxia or strangulation. And we've talked about this a hundred times. If you watched any of that trial, that that was the evidence. George Floyd was on drugs. George Floyd was high as a kite. I've watched video of the neck across the throat. And, oh, man, it, there's no, the medical evidence that I believe was put into that trial did not indicate that he was killed by the cop who is now serving time. It's a pol another political witch hunt, another political trial. And Derek Chauvin and his family are destroyed forever. The criminal Serial wife abuser, drug dealer, drug user, George Floyd, with gold statues and a, a funeral that was befitting Elvis Presley. And now millions and millions and millions of dollars that have poured in to make the coffers of the Floyd family full forever. Absolutely incredible. Andy No tweeted out, court documents in the prosecution of Derek Chauvin show the public's extreme pressure on prosecutors over George Floyd's death, even when evidence didn't show damage to his neck. Far-left extremists promised bloodshed and terror attacks if Chauvin wasn't convicted. 
This is American justice. This is the American justice system right now. These high-profile cases. And I think it helps explain why somebody like Sidney Powell would go ahead and accept a miss. I mean, what a feather in the cap for the left. The left will go on and on and on. I mean, what a what a bonus for Fannie Willis. And now she's got one of the Trump insiders who, as part of her plea deal, has to testify truthfully in the Trump trial. I doubt that's going to hurt Trump a bit. But if you're 68-year-old Sidney Powell, who's lost so much money over the last several years trying to fight these fights, facing years and years in a state prison, in a courtroom that, well, you know, <laughs> I'm a lawyer in Colorado. We have great trials all the time. Seems like we have fairness, although I was in a in a trial just the other week where the evidence was not presented that was needed to get the conclusion that the other side wanted. And I pointed that out in a closing argument, and the judge just reopened the case and gave them the opportunity to put the evidence in. It not only reopened their case so they could put the evidence in, but told them, you know, yeah, we don't have that evidence. So now I understand some other reasons why that might have happened, and I don't want to get into too much detail there, but it is it's troubling. It is troubling that our justice system is no longer about facts applied to law and let the outcome be the outcome. That's the way the system is supposed to work. It's the way the Supreme Court is supposed to work. We know how politicized that gets at times. So, yeah, the evidence shows the prosecutors were pressured by the public threats from the left, something the right never does. We're going to burn your city. You never hear that from the right wing. You never hear that from the America first MAGA folks. If you don't do what we want, we're going to burn it down. That's what you hear from the left. Leftists with weapons getting close to, to Supreme Court justices' homes because federal law not enforced by the Biden Justice Department, the law prohibiting protesting in and around the homes of United States Supreme Court justices. But we don't have a two-tiered system. Don't, don't worry about that. That's just nonsense. Don't be paranoid. What do you think this is, 1984? 641. We've been pushing these breaks, and Alexis, or Alex has been waiting. Let's squeeze Alex in before we take our next break. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Randy. How are you doing? Hanging in, man. Pretty happy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I uh, just want to say uh, you're the man. Uh, you know, uh, I know this past year has been kind of hard on you, but guys, you're a fighter. Um did want to, uh, first of all, say I couldn't agree more uh, on the topic of St. Floyd. Uh, you know, everyone needs a saint, I guess. Um, but the reason I called, I don't know if you've covered this at all or uh, to what extent, but uh, we're dealing with this serious uh, incompetence crisis uh, in this country. I don't know if you've noticed, you know, uh, I think the most obvious things are airlines, uh restaurants and of course all this came came in after covid 
so coming off if you you've already covered this, but uh, I think it's really worth noting. Uh, I've even noticed in some minute things like uh, closed captioning, you know, there, 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 misspellings everywhere, and uh, I, it just feels like this country's really, you know, there's there's some uh, maniacal thing going on just as far as incompetency goes. Even talk about restaurants and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I think some of those managers just uh, decide one day to just lock the doors. Um, so I don't know if you've covered that at all, but I think it's worth, uh, like I said, noting, uh, just to kind of pick those things out. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Um, Alex, we, really not. we are in the midst, we are in the midst of decades of the dumbing down of America. And, yep. and, and you need to look no further than college campuses when these moronic yep. students come out and decry Israel defending itself, say nothing about the terrorists that burn and decapitate babies and grandmas, but decry Israel because they've been propagandized to do that. And then when they get some pushback or the, some big donors cut off funding to these colleges, they quickly change their tune. They don't stand for anything. They don't know anything. They're puppets, and it's a terrifying time. Yeah, and it's really like leaked in to the, the fundamental being, uh, you know, as a U.S. citizen, I think. It, it's just, and the, the immigration and the borders and all of that, like, it, they don't just, uh, they aren't picking daisies, you know, like Trump says. They aren't sending their best. They, uh, they kind of pick up their stuff, and then they just move it here, and that's it. There's no assimilation. And I think that's that's really part of what we're experiencing. I mean, look at the driving right now. <laughs> oh my lord, you know? so bad out yeah, there. Sure. And on a motor, yeah. and when you're on a motorcycle as much as I am, you really notice it. You really yeah, notice it. Yeah, man. Yeah. So really appreciate taking my call. Uh, just something to keep in mind. You could do a whole segment on that. You really could. And I, I you know what? I I I registered a car this week, and. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about incompetence on that very topic. I've got uh, the receipts. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you listening, man. Thanks for calling in. Have a good night. Thanks, Randy. Take Better care. believe it. All right, we are late, 644. Phone number here is 303-696-1971. 696-1971. Don't you go away. We'll be right back on 710 KNUS. Yeah, that's. Uh, I just loved that song. Just popped up while I was looking for music today. And... Um, and I love the uniqueness of that particular version. Bonnie Raitt was with, uh, what, John and George Hammond, I think, and a whole bunch of other people. And it's it's like six, seven, eight, nine minutes because they're just bantering before they finally get into the song. Clearly, Bonnie Raitt has something going on with the, one of the Hammond brothers because she's sitting in his lap on the album cover. But um, Blake was whispering in my ear about the... Uh, original to that song, and I could not place it. Blake, you you got the history, man. Lay it on us. Yes, indeedy. That is a song by the Blind Faith, which was a group after Cream, I believe. That is uh, Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, and Steve Winwood. And uh, I think Steve Winwood wrote the song. It was like a super group, one of the first... Well, Cream's kind of considered a super group as well, but... That was one of the first groups that all got together. 
such amazing music that came out of those songs. And I can just hear it in my head now, the, the original version of that. So, um, Blake, what's your, what's your, you come up with a lot of music history. I hear you do that with Matt Dunn on backbone radio four to seven from time to time. You guys come up with some great music. How much of that is you and how much of that is Matt? Oh, definitely. It's mostly Matt. We go back and forth and I'll chime in and he'll ask what I think and I'll give the opinion. Sure. Yeah, Matt's Matt's got eclectic tastes, really good stuff. And I encourage you to bookend the anti-propaganda portion of the broadcasting team here on 710 KNUS with uh, us here on Saturdays 5 to 8 p.m. and Backbone Radio from 4 to 7. Just an awful lot of fun. And um, when I did the crossover with Mike Boyle, it, and I was wanted to mention this coming out of the gate at 5 o'clock, but I didn't. I got off on Israel and... Biden and how we're uh, holding them back from doing what they need to do and just all of it. But we were at a party for our general manager, Brian Taylor, who uh, left the business last Friday, I think was his last day. And um, man, oh man, you just talk about good people. I don't know how you replace somebody like that. Um, good heart. And I, I won't name the person who told the story about Brian, but I, I hope it was as significant to Brian as it was to the rest of us who got to listen about the way that he will just literally give the shirt off of his back to help the people that he cares about. So uh, Brian and uh, and we lost another uh, person, Melanie, as well. Just Godspeed. Best of luck. Good to see you guys. I stopped by that party. On uh, out at the View House, it was put on by Mike Boyle and um, um, a lot of familiar faces there. It was really good to see Tom Moeller, who's headed to for his winter sabbatical in San Diego, loading up the RV and heading out. He'll still be doing his show on our Christian station because these days you can do that from anywhere in the world with the fancy little black boxes that we well, they're not all black, but the little boxes that we carry around. I've done that as well, take it loaded up in the suitcase, broadcast the show live from CPAC or elsewhere. And uh, there's nobody better than Tommy Muller, and he lost a son this year, and we were in touch on that. And um, uh, But he, I had not seen him personally since the, the death of my wife. And he was just so, he's just such a loving, kind man. And I guess he was at my, at the funeral. There were a lot of KNUS folks who were at the funeral that I and I never even knew it. And I think you were there too, weren't you, Blake? Yes, it was. Yeah, I I would have loved to have seen the seven ten. Did you guys mostly sit together, or were you spread around? Yeah, I was right next to Tom and Kelly and Brian. Yeah, well, it just meant the world because I saw the names in the guest book after, and I still I'm embarrassed to say this because I've got this spreadsheet of names and addresses and this boxes of these beautiful thank you cards that I want to do, um, sitting on my desk and I'm just scrambling so hard to try and dig out of, you know, three months away from work and, and, uh, family stuff and changes of direction when you lose, you know, the most significant person in your life and all of those things that I haven't gotten to those thank you cards. But if you're one of the many seven ten family members who, came to our visitation or our funeral or sent me the many cards that I got here at the station and at the law firm and, and at home, um, some wonderful gifts, books on grief, a beautiful tree, 
which by God we've kept alive and I think it's going to do fine through the winter and will eventually be planted in Tana's permanent resting place. Um, man, thank you. You just have no idea what that kind of stuff means. The last caller that we had talked about incompetence and it reminded me and I brought the, I went and grabbed this stuff uh, and brought it in because I had to register a car and uh, I live in Arapahoe County. Of course, we've got uh, Ms. Lopez, the um, the current clerk and recorder in Arapahoe County, and everything now is automated. You've got to you can't just walk in. You've got to get an appointment, and, and I, I shouldn't say everything's automated. You get a automatically, you know, you scan, and then it gives you a number, and then a, a mechanical voice calls you up to a window, and there is a live body behind what must be you know six inch thick glass. It looks like. I mean, and. and the guy I was uh, working with this week masked himself. <sighs> um, and I asked him if he would just check under my name and see if there are, do we have any other, you know, I, I didn't say this, but my wife's gone and, you know, things that have gone unpaid and I haven't paid attention to and just need to catch up. And is there anything else I need to take care of while I'm here? And he said, well, uh, we can't look it up. We can't look up things under your name, sir. And I said, what are you talking about? I used to buy and sell cars. You can, you can look up everything under your name. It doesn't have to be just an individual license plate or an individual registration. And, you know, I wasn't going to argue with the guy. He was very polite, and I, was, I remained polite as well. But when I concluded my business, I got up, and I was right near the entrance, right near the front desk, right near where you scan your, uh, your um, code or your a barcode, um, you know, they text you right before you walk in. And so I'm right there. My car is right outside, or I guess it was my Harley, was right outside that door. I'm just right in front. Didn't have to walk around to the other side or go one window to the left or one window to the right. I was right there at that door. So I got up, put away my stuff, and as I'm going out the door, the woman behind the desk, also masked, this probably has a lot to do with Joan Lopez. I don't know. The woman behind the desk says, oh, oh no, sir, that's not the exit. Exit over there. And is pointing me to the exit like it's a one-way trip now at Arapahoe County Motor Vehicle. You can only go in one door, and then you got to go all the way, wrap around to the other side of the building the other side of the office is not terribly far, but I don't need to walk there. That's completely opposite from where my car is. And she's I'm like two seconds from being just outside. Nobody's coming in. There's no covid that's, you know, floating around, even though people are still wearing their stupid masks. And I know there's covid, there's flu. It's all out there, but there's no pandemic underway or plandemic or fake-demic, and she's telling me I can't go out that door. She wants me to waste a minute and a bunch of steps to go out the the door that's marked exit. And I just turned and said, no, I don't think so. That may not be incompetence, but it sure is pure stupidity. All right, Bill Maher knocks it out of the park next. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.